This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Recorded Hideaway Studios, Hemlock, Michigan. You're chilling with Mr. J. Chilling with Mr. J. I'm Mr. J. The Chilling with Mr. J podcast may contain language not suitable for children. Also, the thoughts expressed by Mr. J in the Chilling with Mr. J podcast are that of only Mr. J. You can find the Chilling with Mr. J podcast on Podbean.com, Apple, and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, and comment. You can also follow all the Chillin' on Instagram at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. underscore J. That's Chillin' with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. Oh yeah, there is also the Chillin' with Mr. J voicemail hotline. That number is 989-372-6169. Call it, leave a message, tell me I suck. You love it, talk shit, ask a question, or maybe you want to come chill. Anything goes, so just call and leave a message at 989-372-6169. All right, we're back in the Hilltop Hideaway Studios with another in-studio guest, longtime friend of mine, longtime now, longtime Californian, right? You've been out there a while, yeah. Um, The one and only... Mike C, Mikey C Town, <laughs> Kiss Street Posse, yep. Mike Carlton, and now to the Mr. J Podcast, he will be known as Cali Mike. What's up, bro? <laughs> what is up, Mr. J? Thank you for having me, man. Oh, thanks for coming, man. I'm glad you could travel all this way, and I'm glad um, you got nothing better to do in Michigan than come <laughs> be on a low-budget podcast. Oh, man. Well, uh, it's been a busy, busy week, and I'm uh, not used to that these days, being in quarantine and everything, so... Uh, it's been nice to get out and actually see nature, for one, because uh, I've been pretty well stuck in my apartment, because I still work from home this whole time, so my yeah. job situation just changed from office to home. But uh, yeah, man, it's great to be here. I imagine it's a lot, people are doing a lot more and moving around a lot free here than out there for... To me, it's drastically yeah. different. Yeah. You know, bars being open, for one, is a big difference. Well, even from, my mom lives, you know, Grand Rapids, and even f- from there to here, like, it's crazy, like, she's wearing her mask everywhere, going all over, and here it's like, eh. I mean, people are wearing masks, but it's like, it's not like you get shunned if you're not wearing your mask around here, I guess you could I've say. I've noticed that. Too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's like, more accepted here to not. More people are doing it, for sure, but it's not like people are going to, I know down there, she said, if you go into a store, they'll kick your ass right out. Of I was just going to say, yeah. here I've seen people in stores, almost every store, I shouldn't say almost every, but maybe half of them that I've been in. There's been at least one person. Uh, mm-hmm. L.A., I have not seen Nobody. one. Yeah. 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 They will kick you out. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> true. Well, people aren't even... I mean, it's not quite New York level of staying inside, but, I mean, it's pretty, damn pretty close. close yeah. yeah. Especially now with wildfires and shit, but yeah. we'll get into all that. So, obviously, we grew up together, Carlton, same era, sure. you're a year behind me, so we, yep. we got all those memories together, and then second half of your life, you've been kind of on the road here and there. I know you were in, what, Chicago right in away? Chicago yep. for five and years. And then what, what, L.A. and California, man, how do you end up out, out on the West Coast? I know you weren't searching for Tupac's killer. 
I still haven't found them though, but I have it's <laughs> casually look, looking. Uh, you know, I knew that I was going to leave the state from a pretty young age, actually. This, that, the answer to that question starts in probably second grade. I have two uncles in Orange County. Oh, so uh, they've lived there since, oh man, early 80s. And, uh, we would visit them. Okay, so you're very, so, you were familiar with cat. You didn't just go out there and you like knew a little. I knew about. I had been there probably. By the time I moved there, probably ten times. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. You know, in a week each time, so ten mm-hmm. weeks of my life I had spent out there. And here's the thing: I got a job with Deloitte right out of uh, college, CMU, Chippewas. What up? Fire up. Fire up. Deloitte. I could transfer to Chicago, and I thought Chicago's a good place to go first. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to move all the way to the West Coast. Big city, but close. Exactly. Right. And for anybody that's spent time in Chicago, it's the melting pot of the Midwest. Basically. Yeah. And really, in my opinion, it's the capital of the Midwest, in a way. So, like, spent a long time there. I love Chicago, but California was always calling. So I was like, I got to move out there. And uh, I moved out there twice. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. There and back. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I moved... Is, uh, January, both times. Um, I moved in 2012, got a job out there, didn't like the job. Um, there were some other reasons, too, that were just things going on in Michigan that it was just not good timing to be that far away. Sure. So I uh, decided to come back that summer, but only took a few months where I figured out pretty quick I got to go back. Like, I have unfinished business. Yeah, I just, you know. You didn't give it done like, what you wanted to get done when you went up. It didn't give it a fair shot, right. all those kinds of thoughts, yeah. right? So, you know, I started job searching again, found another gig. I actually just had a meeting with the woman, the recruiter that placed me in my second job out there um, two hours ago. And uh, uh, so, you know, it's the one thing about L.A. that we can talk about on this, too, is how it is a small town in some ways. Hmm. But I just wanted to mention that. So I moved back. And then that time I was there for the long haul. So that was 2013. I've never moved back since obviously so so what are you doing what are you doing out there right now what is your job i work for a a media conglomerate i'll say uh you can find me on linkedin and see what that is but i want to say on air but uh it's a big company you know one of the biggest broadcasters yeah Uh, yeah, you don't gotta say that right right quick kind of just rundown of your job like you know you just what i do you're uh i'm vice president of finance and strategy Okay, so you're a accountant yep. per se for multimedia. Well, I'll just fuck it. I'll just say it. it's Pop TV is the network that I work for. Okay, and we're a subset of Viacom CBS. Okay, yep. So, so, you know, we're in a group called the Entertainment and Youth Group. Anybody that follows our company will know of. Uh, take a swig. Yeah, take a swing. Take a swing. Uh, so they, you know, there's different structures, Showtime's part of that, so mm-hmm. that's a group. There's the CBS Broadcast Network group. There's CBS I, which is interactive. They handle CBS All Access, which is their online version. So many branches. So that just many, branches yeah. and branches. We're a very small piece of that. Um, we just got absorbed, so actually I won't be there very much longer. So it's interesting we're having this conversation about <laughs> L.A. because I'm not sure where I'm going to be in a few months. <laughs> I have about six or seven more. My last day is uh, Devil's Night for your Michiganders. Nobody in L.A. knows what that is. I do basically all the forecasting and budgeting, a lot of projections, long-term plans, closing the books. You know, one good thing about my job is I have a lot of exposure to to executives. Right. So even from like a working in entertainment from a younger younger place in my career, say five years ago, seven years ago, 
I would still be able to sit in the room with the president and have those conversations well, about what you know he's looking for and bringing his vision to life financially. I was going to say networking and something like that. And then especially like you could do that job, like you said, you know, you're doing it from your computer. You could do it anywhere. But if you're doing it from, let's say, some small town in Michigan, yeah. okay, and you're not networking in L.A. where you would be... I mean, that's obviously got to be, I mean, especially when you're thinking about going to a different company or something, it's going to be who you know, who can get you in the door. I mean, it's no different than here, just at a whole bigger, obviously a bigger, more business type level. Like, you you know what I mean? I mean, It's interesting you say it that way, because one thing that, um, her name's Francis, the the recruiter I was talking to earlier, and, uh, you know, she was like, so who else do you know that you might be talking to? Like, who's my competition? And I threw out a couple of names, and she obviously knows them. Because sure, everybody, sure. it's a big, small town, man, especially when you're talking about entertainment, because there's only, like, a few people with my position at each one of these companies. Right, and especially when you're, you're talking entertainment, he's, but you're talking each slot at each company of what you do okay then that narrows down yeah. the people and then okay now you got that company now you got the people that actually do your job yeah so now in the company that <laughs> narrows it down even more exactly. so now you're talking okay you met from like maybe i'll just throw out a number 10, like let's say ten thousand to like maybe 40 yep you know what i'm saying so exactly. that's and 40 people is about with whom i communicate right on a regular basis you know and there may be as many as you know because we are i think around ten thousand. i think we have maybe Two or three hundred. It depends on when you cut it off. Mm-hmm. You know what? When you're talking about my job, it's more like forty. Right. Um, and that's not just vice presidents. That's SVPs and, and right. directors. Right. Specific guests. Your specific. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. I can tell you that, man. Well, um, everything's changing now because changing. it's not like you said. You know, you went to an office for so long, and now people are realizing, like even as close as semiconductor here. You know, all those engineers and people that go to their office and go to their cubicle every day that have done that for however long they've been doing it since they've been open. Right now, this hits, and they realize, well, shit, I can do the same exact job, the same exact thing I've been doing, and get the same amount of work done from exact my home. Only difference is now the company isn't paying for you to have your lights on in your cubicle, isn't paying for your internet there, isn't paying for you to eat your lunch at the cafeteria all the time, isn't. So now everybody's saving money. You may make a little more, but is is it boring? I don't know. Personally, me, I like to go to work. I wouldn't want to work from home. I mean, if you're paying me good, obviously you do anything, but like, obviously my job is a little different. I'm a caterer, so you can't really work from home. Right, that's impossible. But I mean, it's just far, like, that's probably why I can't see myself doing it because I'm, I've just always been like that, you know? I can tell you this, like, I have a lot of friends that work in, uh, like, business to business sales, uh, distribution, those sorts of things, where they typically don't have off, they do, they might go there for a meeting once in a while, but they're out on the road mostly. Right. And taking meetings and all that kind of stuff. So they, if you know, they're not going to go to the office for an hour, go to meetings all day, go back to the office. They work from home. Mm-hmm. They just do their thing. Uh, so I was familiar with that lifestyle. Of course, they're not making calls right now, although some of them started to again. Uh, and I didn't ever want to work from home generally. Like, right. I like the social aspect. Yeah, you're, a, you're like a, I was going to say, yeah, you're a social, I'm a social guy. person. Yeah. Like, I need to be around. Like, especially my job gets very boring, man. So right. if I don't have like people around me to, to keep me energetic, then it, it, it's easy to get just really bored. Funny we got the social because that's something I have on here is I've mostly lived Michigan most of my whole life. I spent a, almost a year down in South Carolina, like mid-20s. And that was, other than being warmer, it was a very friendly, um, it was even more than here, like a common, like in the store, just like a, hey, like a random small talk place. Like that's, it was, like, you know, you'd be standing in line at Walgreens and you just start randomly 
talking to people more than here. Like here, people are like, hey, and friendly, but people aren't really going to start talking to people they don't know around here. You don't do it in L.A. But out there, I was going to say, like, you don't, it's not even like a, there's, it's not even like a high or nothing. It's more probably like being in a Chicago or a New York where you kind of just get to where you got to go and talk to who the hell you know. And that's about it. I still, it's funny. I catch myself doing this all the time still where, like, if I'm walking down a sidewalk and a single person walks by me, I nod my head as like, just I do it too much. That you exist. And now you I know? do it with the mask. I do it more because usually I just say <laughs> yeah. like, you got your, you know what? Yeah. 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 And you, you don't have as much facial expression. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you have to kind of overact like you're a stage actor. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll do that to, in like, you know, half the time people nod their head back. But if you were to do that down in the South, you'd probably get a, how you doing? You know, or, Oh, you get a handshake and you get a talk <laughs> and you get a, invited over for dinner. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's I, what I'm I was about, down there yeah. in random conversations and got in a baseball league and got out on like a shrimp boat and like got to do cool shit just by <laughs> strangers. And I was probably, that's who knows awesome. you go, but like, yeah. that's the kind of guy I am too. Like I'm, I get a good feel from people. Not that I can like, I don't judge people in the open, but like you talk to someone for 10 minutes, you got a pretty good idea if you want to go farther. You know what I mean? Like you want to go hang out with this person or something, at least give it a shot. I mean, right. it's different being a grown man. You can do that kind of thing because you can protect yourself, you know? Yeah. But that's just kind of guy I am too. But I always yeah. wondered like, it seems like being out in California and out there, like everybody would be in a good mood because you know, you got the best weather. It's You know what I mean? That's like, you're, you're I've never been to California. I've never been out west of... I've never been out west anywhere. I've, I've been Florida, South Carolina, Midwest. You know, I've never been out west past Colorado. Dude, so, one thing that's, a, I don't, well, I haven't, similar to you, I haven't spent a lot of time in the south, uh, only to visit like spring break back in college. Go you know? through or something. And that's like not that. a real southern experience because you're going to a, you're just with a bunch of other kids from Michigan. With, from Michigan. Yeah. Everybody there's Michigan. <laughs> so it's like, all right. It's, it's the interesting thing about LA is it's, you know, it is a melting pot. People, not only from the United States, but all over the world, really. But it's a city of transplants, and we're all hustlers out there. Like, nobody moves to, well, I guess there are people that probably moved to LA just to sit on their ass mm-hmm. or whatever. But most people yeah. are going there to be successful. For the next something. next thing. Yeah. The next thing. Where's the next thing? Yeah. Where's the next thing? Is the... And you have traffic up the ass. There's stressful, like, it's, it's, it's tougher to live there than it is in Michigan. You think about it. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Just generally speaking sure. about the ease of, of living your life. Well, so there's that added stress. You go from have. Saginaw, even like I always compare Grand Rapids because that's where I'm familiar with. It's just as far as like traffic, like just day to day getting to work at nine o'clock traffic. Right, yep. Here it's nothing. It's fine. Uh, there it's like, oh God, it takes you an hour to get like, you five miles. Decide you know? whether or not to date someone depending on where they live in the city. You know what I'm and talking LA, about? LA, for sure. Like yeah. how easy can I get oh, over there? Man, well, we she, can... lives at, she lives at... Way out there in the valley, shit. We're never gonna be able to see each other. Hour and a half on a Monday night, like, oh man. So yeah, like you know, if you really like the person, you compromise. But but that has um, a lot to do with how you start interacting with people, obviously. So and I I spent a lot of time in Hollywood when I first moved there. I lived in Studio City. One of the reasons I lived in Studio City, well, for those of you listening, there's Studio City, right? Is like one of the very first little villages or neighborhoods. North of the Hollywood right, Hills, okay. right straight north of like where the Chinese theater. Is. Okay, so it, it was fifteen minutes to work. Where I'd work, cause I, I worked right by the Hollywood Bowl in uh, in Hollywood, and all my friends still now they all live for the most part. Although I met so many people over the years, they're pretty well spread out. But it was Hollywood, so right. we would go out and Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard and those types of things, nice. like what people in Hollywood do. And then I got a job. My company, Pop TV, moved over to Playa Vista which is uh, Silicon Beach, they call it, basically. Like, Facebook and YouTube are oh, okay. all over there and stuff. We wanted to be a part of that. TMZ is right down the street. 
where all the action is. Because there's way more space over there, though. Now it's getting pretty fucking crowded, like the rest of L.A. But I I didn't want to have a commute, and I had an hour and a half commute from Studio City. So I moved down there because I had that luxury as a renter. Uh, Still am. Still in the same exact apartment, and I had a one-mile commute. That's... That's huge, though. Oh, I mean, it's that's huge. That's huge. Like, like that's a in big LA? factor of a job and just like Hell a yeah. life. Maybe when you're younger, it's not so much. But as you get older, you want to. My rent went up, bro, but I saved a ton of gas money. Parking and, how and much shit, is your you know, all that worth, kind dude. of yeah, like, exactly. Three hours of your life driving a car, just driving in a car, gridlock, or... oh, yeah, and you know, versus my commute was, believe it or not, it could take up to ten minutes to go one mile. Yeah, that's yeah. well. That's how it was in <laughs> South Carolina, where I was. It was I was right off of Hilton Head Island, mm. like the town directly off there. It didn't happen for me all the time um, because obviously I was in the restaurant business, so my hours were kind of around the busy time. But um, the girl I was living with down there, she was a nurse, like a nurse assistant, so she was like a nine to five, and we had one car, so sometimes we go and literally to go five miles, it was like an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, because it was one way in, one way off the island. Oh yeah, she was right on the island, right inside the island, so you had to get it. Uh, fucking horrible. That sounds terrible. It was horrible. Like it was like you were so close. No other way to go. You could walk and it'd be way quicker, but it's also South Carolina and it's humid and it's hot. You're not walking the side of the highway in South Carolina (laughs) ever. I mean, not in the summer anyway. You know, like I mean, any like I was down there all but the summer and it was like still hot and humid most of the time. Like. What was it, like 90s, or did it get... No, it was like, it was like high 70s and 80s, mid-80s, but it was like real thick. You know what I mean? It was real thick and humid everywhere, so it was just sweaty. I was just sweaty. It wasn't like it was too hot, unbearable. I was just, I'm a sweaty person, so it's just sweaty, you know? So about the weather, how it is in South Carolina, right? L.A., people think it's 72 and sunny every day. Some people think, I was talking to my cousins, like, everybody thinks it's 100 degrees in L.A. all the time. It is, and it is. The answer is yes to both. I always thought it was it, just always 80. It's, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to call back to, I was uh, telling you about where I lived in Studio City and my office moved. My office is, uh, I don't know if it's a mile, like as, a bird, as the crow flies, as they say, it might be a mile from sure, the actual sure. water. But, so I live right there, so my weather's the same. Uh when we first found out where our office was moving, I wanted to drive down there. So on a Saturday, like probably noon, midday, I drive down there and it was, uh, I think it was like 95 at my place in Studio City, which in the summertime is, is not that unusual. Pretty it average. gets hundreds. Well, you're up in the hills, so it's yeah. a little... You're, you're, it's a couple uh, of things. You're, you're surrounded by the mountains, so the warm like, air doesn't leave. You're like inside of the hills, You're basically. trapped in a, like a gotcha. pressure cooker kind of situation. Gotcha. Yep. So up there, 100 degrees in the summer is not unheard of. It's common, actually. Mm-hmm. And then down in where I'm at, Marina Del Rey, 100 degrees would be a record yeah. for sure. It's 75. I think everybody 71. bases that hasn't been to California and like visited a few different spots, I think they base their visual of California as being San Diego, the whole state. Yes, that's a good way. To you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like that's, like, that's yeah. where it's always like yeah. cool, and yeah. like it's not it's humid. It's like, it's like it's like just yeah. a good temperature where you got yeah. your boat shoes and you can wear a sweatshirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's just that's like what you that's like what you envision California. But I know yeah. higher up north Dude. you go. I mean, I know you go into the desert the day, and it can be hot as shit when you get you get out to Palm inside. Springs. Yeah, you you can leave for Palm Springs from 70 degrees, get there, and it's 105 degrees. And what the fuck? Well, you get off the so coast. So that particular and... day, dude, I drove down there, and I hadn't like truly experienced that yet. I was still pretty new to the city. I hadn't even lived there a year yet. And like I said, I was just staying up in Hollywood all the mm-hmm. time. So uh, 
I get there and it's 72 degrees and I'm like, holy shit. And I, I like, cause you know, you have the little thing on your car Yeah. and I'm like, that's unusual. I was like, so I, I went, I drove back and I watched it climb up as I got closer and closer <laughs> home. And I was like, that's so unusual. But that's, it's just so different. There. But that's one of the things I think why people like California because you can have you can have all the climates. You want. Like in the winter, you can have you can your drive to a mountain. You can have, have your seventy degrees yeah. winter. Or you can drive up and you can go skiing like it's freaking winter time. Yeah, people talk about. Yeah. I have friends that have surfed and and skied in the same day. Yeah, you see, know? like the beach is my favorite climate. Like to to like to visit. Like I know I want to visit the ocean. That's like my visit. I don't know. I living, live next to it and I still barely visit it. I mean, the, like, living at the ocean, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I think once you get into your life, like you said, you you barely visit it because you're living your life right there. So it's just kind of like there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so more like, scenery for me, actually. For sure. I'm better than looking at the Saginaw River every day, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. I bet you we have more trash in our ocean than the Saginaw River is, though. It's bad. Speaking of rivers and trash, don't send yourself up one without a paddle and don't serve it when trying to feed your next party. To avoid this problem, call Mr. J's Catering and let him row your dining boat. You can reach Mr. J's Catering at 989-493-0440 or you can email him at mr.jcatering365 at gmail.com. Obviously, legalized marijuana, medical marijuana, yep. um, all that shit. I mean, I don't even know how long it's been out there. I know it's been a long. I think, the, I think Colorado's uh, been like 2012, and California's been, had to be before was that. I want to say 94. I'll say it's been a long time. And then uh, recreational was a year and a half ago, January 2018. Yeah, that's on there. I think yeah. was when it was, yep. So, I mean, the medical's been a thing, obviously. Like, the started, medical, the I mean, that's... Yeah, but right. now, now it's, yeah. like, now it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. I got my medical card here in Hemlock, Michigan. Um, there's no dispensaries or nothing around here. That stuff obviously takes time for the yeah. purposes. But I can drive to Chesting. Yeah. And I can buy whatever thing I need. Next will be... Uh, you'll see probably a year or two. They'll be next to 7-Eleven in those little plazas. Well, I mean, it's going to... It's only... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever get political on this show, but I don't understand why the governments won't do that. They can make money. And they're letting the criminals make it. I, I mean, people are growing it, but I'm yeah. saying it's not, I'm not buying oh, it. Oh, there's the, some grow master, grow masters, but, whatever you call them in Michigan. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. Sure, but I'm saying yeah. like, I don't know, man, it just is so much money. Why? Like we could have, we could fix our roads every year. We could fix everything. Cause people, I don't care what you say and cocaine similar to it, but it's not nothing like pot to where everybody either smokes weed or wants to. <laughs> Right. Cocaine people do it when they party, and they, a lot of more people do it than you think do it. But I it's not like it's, it's not yeah. like weed as far as everybody either does, yeah. or everybody wants to. Like no one says, oh, I don't want. Or no one says, oh, I don't want. Maybe some people have gotten too stoned and like had bad experiences, but most people say, I can't. Not I don't. Not I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta get drug tests yeah. or this or that. Because like I know people that have good jobs, paying jobs that wanna. Like they want all they want to do is like we get to retire so they could just start smoking weed again. But like their money, you know, you know what I mean. They make so much money. It's it, you'd be a fool. I technically don't know, and I think it's still a blurry line talking about what is like in, in terms of what, how legal is it still? Because I think you can a lot of people. I think even I could lose my job for it, which is like I think companies, like yeah, recreational 
product, like, are you, would you fire me for drinking yeah. a beer? No. Yep. But it just has that stigma still. And that's that's the thing that I always, I never, I never really figured anything different. Obviously, I knew drinking, I know that like how it affects you differently. Don't get me wrong, I'm not an idiot. But like, I always thought it was just like a way to relax. Just like you do that or, you know, you smoke or you have a drink or you maybe have, you smoke some cigars or something, you know. Yeah, but um, like cigars, until I quit yeah. drinking beer, yeah. like it does, like, and I talk, I've been talking to some more people like coming out of the service, like younger dudes that if they, I've, they've told me like if, if I would have been able to smoke weed in the service, I would still be in the service oh wow because all they like he, he like a couple guys i mean this isn't for everybody obviously this is just people i've talked to and i don't know they're younger so i don't know if you know these these aren't mutual friends that we've known before but okay. you might know them somewhere down the line but uh he said when i was in there anytime you have a bad day or something's bothering you or your family back home or something all they tell you is to go have a beer or go have a drink or go get drunk or go do that so every time you have a feeling you kill it with alcohol you just go get drunk <laughs> yeah. which is what i did most of my life and like you like when you're younger we were taught to you tell your feelings like in middle school it's like you're gonna get made fun of you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not 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 to like your friends or something, but like if you were in the middle of a group of school and said, "Oh man, I just love all you guys." Everybody's gonna make fun of you, you all fucking year long. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're yeah. never gonna live that down no. th- until you graduate and you like <laughs> move away from town and you go wherever. Okay, that's just how it was. There's sure nothing wrong or bad. So you, do, you that's just how you do. It. But like saying how you feel is fucking important, man. Like no matter how big or how little, like keeping it out and like not just going to booze. Like I, it was a problem for me because I couldn't like I was having too many beers and it would lead to not thinking like oh i'm fine i go to work every day but not thinking of those times where you blow up and then you just go to bed you know what i mean so that's where it just was time but like i said the 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 military people like my body my my mind my psyche i could never calm down because you go get drunk and you're in a bad mood you just get more violent and especially you're a marine and now day. you're somewhere else and now you're the next day now you're out running you feel even like more shit so you want to hit more yeah. people yeah. so he was like man if i would have had a bad day was able to write my family or tell my guy and said hey man go smoke a joint and fucking calm down for a little bit i would have probably smoked a joint i would have fucking let some emotions out i would have went yeah. to bed and i would have been better for the next day rather than just go getting more drunk and more violent and then it just piles on piles on piles yeah. on obviously everybody handles shit different but yeah I, I i can't i don't know what it's like to be in the military but obviously we both know people i know it's not fun and i know it, stress people d- see different degrees of fucked up the whole level like, oh yeah you know and, and, know and, 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 and that's what i mean and you spectrum, know and you yeah. know when it's fucked up because you know when people don't really want to talk about it mm-hmm. so people like me and you are probably like okay yeah. like you don't have to talk I, about I it, bring it up. no yeah. i don't even hey, bring, bring it up but when i do i'm saying hey man i'm saying like hey man you don't have to talk about that like just that's how i am with people like i want you to be in a good place here we don't got to think about that bad shit because i don't want to think about bad shit i did when i was 20 yeah like the fucked up maybe it's not to that level of trauma whatever it is but to me it is yeah like or to someone else to someone else it could be like you know i could have had an anger rage on someone and they could still be thinking about that to this day where i don't even think about it because it was just one of those moments like damn that fucking dude was an asshole to me that time you know like i don't know that's the kind of shit i think about now just because i'm more open-minded and like just cbd if those guys could take cbd cbd is a perfect example i know a lot of people live by that i smoke too much weed so the oils and stuff really don't do too much for me as far as like you know what i mean because it's in in my system just overall relaxation Um, or even just you know you don't because you don't get high a buddy that's going to be here tonight um he'll be able to tell you he was taking vicodin ibuprofens for backs for everything knees legs everything for a long time and he started doing gummies and he hasn't done that in like a year i've heard that story several times from not that trick person that so like in la i've heard that story and And he feels better like he feels way better dude i'm 40 and i feel better taking an addictive a physically addictive drug like with with, uh vicodin that's That's uh, what i mean it's just it's a 
opioid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's it's basically fucking heroin. I yeah, mean, you're taking when it comes down to heroin. it, I mean, yeah. somewhere all these drugs are basically heroin because you don't know what the fuck it is. It just makes yeah. you do something, you know. Which is odd because that's legal heroin, but you can't smoke a joint. What the hell? I mean, they give the heroin away for the heroin ass, but like, <laughs> well, my whole thing is like now we got these mushrooms that come into play that people yeah. like. Dude, like, like I was, we talked a little bit before yeah, this, and I, just I, I was the same way. I was like scared of them, and like people doing, like, no, I don't want next, I don't want to freak out like yeah. that, I don't want to feel like that. But that's when you take too much, like the littlest amount, and like it was hard to explain. The first time I did it, like started doing, I did it for like two weeks. Mm. I just had a little bit, and I, I could feel like I feel a little. But this loose. was every night. I feel a little looser, just a little bit every night. Like I feel a little looser, and then I didn't have them for a couple weeks, and I could feel like like an anxiety come in that wasn't like not like bad anxiety, but like just you could just feel it come back a little bit. You know what I mean? So then I did it again. I did it for a month straight, and dude, I literally felt like I'm not saying like I'm like a miracle like fountain of youth, but I just felt good because it, it all comes down to I was sleeping. I was sleeping full. I wasn't I wasn't sleeping like ten hours a night, but I would sleep a solid five six hours straight no waking up that's on mushrooms. that's huge crucial five six hours like like go to bed wake up that's six hours e- later that like equals eight and that's what i'm saying that like regenerates solid. you and yeah. do that and do this and like that is the key i don't think like the mushrooms are like rebuilding my organs and my vitals inside but i think i sleep and that's what does so then that you feel better that's what naturally does that because because I've been reading into like fasting. I've been doing like the fasting where I don't, I'll go 16 hours every day where I don't eat. I'll eat for eight hours every day. Like I just get, I get a span. That's when I eat. That's it. But I was reading that it gets all your toxins. Do you do? Um, I usually do like during the winter, I'll do like noon to eight. Summer, I'll do like two to 10 because everything's later and it's just dark at 10. So usually you don't eat until, you know, sometimes oh, you don't yeah, eat till later. Yeah. So I just do it like that. But they say when you get to 16 hours of fasting, you, going to ketosis like you know what people try like not 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 ketosis but like a mild so i just read i just it's just stuff i read i don't know i haven't talked to doctors and shit what but is like, ketosis mean? um it's like when you like clean out your system like you know a keto diet oh okay like gotcha. you like you do that diet for so long and eventually you, you your system's clean all that stuff they say if you do it 16 hours like you get a mild state of that which burns calories at a faster rate ah. not that i'm trying to burn calories i'm just trying to feel the best best i can yeah and like sleeping and doing that is I think it's the sleep and the mushrooms. Like I don't ever wig out, you know. I don't ever freak out. Like so, is mushrooms, it like you, you know, know, like an hour before you fall asleep, or just after dinner? I, I, you're like supposed to have. How much time are you awake and actually feeling it before you just? Sometimes fall a couple hours. Sometimes if I do a little too much, I can't fall asleep right away because you get that little excitedness. Too excited, yeah. <laughs> if you, but you learn the right amount, and it like I literally sit in my chair and I you know I just find something to watch for a half hour and I just literally like melt in the chair. A lot of times I just the girls got something on TV and I usually have like podcasts or just music on. Most mm-hmm. of the time is I don't watch too much TV. My mind, I want my my eyes to shut down. Like that's like my brain don't have to stop, but if I can just shut my eyes and I can still think like I just feel like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like my I rejuvenate my brain a little bit, but I still want to like I still want to think and like I gotta get out. Like, where do you get ideas from if you just sit in silence all the time? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a. uh, Oh, sorry, I don't want to. No, you're good. But I'm just saying, like, that's. I don't like TV. I like to listen. I like to just. Not it's it's like listening to people talk that I find entertaining are, is my like sounds of the ocean or sounds of the rainforest. Love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I just got those few things I like to listen to, and that's that. You know. What's the legality of mushrooms? I don't know really. Well, I heard. I remember hearing when we were younger that they were technically legal because they're wildly I mean, grown they, or something well, like that. Well, they were always grown like under shit in fields, like oh, technically. Yeah, yeah. But now there's like a obviously there's a, a whole scientific process to grow them the right way, and that's where these are the ones I did are from. Like 
a like, proper like place. Homegrown, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the league. I know like it's a hallucinogen, so I don't think. I mean, you could go eat a toad. Yeah. And get hallucinogen, and so I mean, but toads aren't illegal, so I mean, I don't. You could go drink a bottle of cough syrup. If I have, <laughs> if I go, and if I have an ounce of mushrooms, and the cops pull me over, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. I don't know how legal it's gonna I don't get. Know the answer to that. Though. I don't know, but I'm saying. It, I guess it depends on the. I would assume yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble. Maybe am I gonna go to jail? Is anything actually gonna happen? But I'm the cops are probably gonna be like. I don't know. You know, I would just assume. I don't. I don't want to find out. But dude, like they're huge, and like not, and like I put it out. Like when I first put it out on a on a on a Facebook post, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I can't believe like you see all these people like leave the bar. Like I, I have nothing wrong with drinking. I love partying. I love drinking. I love being around people drinking. People that are drinking are more fun. I'm more fun when I'm drinking. This is how it is. But I just don't drink now. But it's okay for people to like. You come home and you had a hard day at work and you go right to the fridge and someone cracks and you drink three or four beers, okay, every night. And this is what you do. Yep. That's okay. That's perfectly okay. You're not drunk. He's just had a bad day at work. He's that okay. I come home. It's how that particular person relaxes, right? Right. I come home and I smoke a joint on my front porch. Maybe you don't think that. Maybe my friends don't think that. But the average person thinks, well, some kind of pothead. Like, he's got a kid in the house smoking a joint. <laughs> well, I don't smoke in front of my kid. She's. Yeah. I'm sure she's smelled it. But, like... She's gonna smell it's no different than sending your three-year-old to go get daddy a beer. I don't have my kid roll a doobie, so it's better, right? I don't say, hey, go roll daddy a doobie. And that's just the kind of shit where this podcast comes about. It's just little shit like I didn't that, think about the grabbing a beer thing. pisses that's me off. I mean, and yeah. I've done it for my dad. I don't find anything yeah. wrong with having your kids do it. I'm not singling on anybody because I'm... People can do whatever the fuck yeah. they want. You know, I, I have friends that do everything. You have friends that do everything. As long as we can sit here and we're cool with each other, I mean... You mentioned clicks earlier, and... You're so right. You're definitely one thing that you've got nailed down is that California. Well, I should say Los Angeles in particular because that's the only place I've lived. But there are little friend groups, you know, and they establish themselves. I have a few, for example. One is like a guy, a bunch of guys that I've worked with over the years have created a friend group together. You know, another one is uh, the first people, actually the first person I met, well, didn't meet, I already knew him, was a guy from college. Anthony Bean, what up, dog? He's actually back in Michigan now, but he lived oh, in nice. L.A. So he was hanging out with these with these people and, like, kind of brought me along. And it's almost one of those situations, like... It's like a mafia-type like, situation. It's a mafia got, situation. Like, like, he's got... He's, he's my reference, so I'm good, man. Can I, can I hang? You know? So, like, you know, I got to come along and eventually became actual friends with those right. people, too. Just like, like He's like, so, hey, the one guy says, hey, Mike's cool. But the rest of the group has to say, like... Mike's cool. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you like get an invite from one of the other people to something, you're like, yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, but that group, we're from all over the country. Sure. So. And that's the cool thing about going, you know, somewhere like that. You meet, like you said, you meet so many. Like here, you, you got. You also choose the kind of people you want to be friends with there more easily than you can here. It's so bigger Because there's so many people. Here, it's hard to get away from certain people. Yeah, yeah that's another. You know, I mean, yeah, that's just true. Yeah. Like, not that you, you know, I mean, sometimes you just yeah. need space from certain people. And that's just how it is. And you can't find it. Let's hear another quick word from one of our sponsors. Too many people to feed, no damn time to do it. Call Mr. J's Catering, 989-493-0440. Mr. J's Catering makes your party pop. Is there an excitement in LA about sports like that? Like, you know, um, only if the teams are good. 
or is it like like is is it like uh you know like you go down during baseball season to Detroit and everybody's got the tigers on you see them around everybody's got it in the windows you know there's kind of like a team spirit type of feel like is yeah. it kind of like that out there or is it just kind of like something else that's going on out here in LA you know depends on the sport depends on who's good you know if you're talking about the Dodgers that's just life uh just fanatic stuff right now you know that's like that's a culture crazy. that's not even yes. that's not even a sport and that dodgers is like what i say like it's a culture. culture lakers too. would be a culture and too yeah. yeah people are fanatic about about the lakers as well and then you know then that's still like your top tier right your next tier would probably be this is just me talking uh i would probably put the clippers in that next tier and then the angels maybe the kings but kings being hockey i'd probably put them in as like a third tier yeah What's the fourth tier then? Football. No, football's not. Nobody gives there. a damn about LA teams. We do because they're the home team. So like you want to see them succeed. And I'm a Ram. I'm a Rams and Chargers fan actually. Sure, I'm more sure. of a Rams fan than a Charger fan because the Chargers to me were like that San Diego's team. Oh, yeah, man. Plus the Niners and the Raiders. You did have a bunch of football. Yeah, teams out there. Niners shit. and Raiders. There's still a shitload of Raiders fans. Talk about loyal fans. Another like, culture yeah, thing. Yeah, dude, I mean, they that. don't get there. They'll be yeah. Raider fans till they die, no matter where they are. But, you know, we didn't particularly want the Rams to come there. Come back. And But I did. They, they did originate in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, not having a football team where I live was very unusual to me. Because I lived in Michigan, where obviously people are crazy about football. That's what you do. Chicago, you yeah. probably even crazier well, about football. Yeah. And then L.A., Everybody's crazy about their home team, so there's still like that level, but it's not the L. It's not the Rams and Chargers. We're not rooting for the Rams and Chargers. You got this. You go to this bar to root for the Pistons, or you go to this yeah. bar and you're rooting for the Orlando Magic, or you're going to this one and you're, you're rooting for the Yankees or whatever. They have know, those like, bars, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. Chicago has that too. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny. Like, if you've ever seen the Chargers crowds, they have it the worst off because nobody wanted the Chargers. A lot of us still feel bad that we have them because San Diego should have kept them. Uh, but <laughs> that was the owner's decision, not everybody else's. I think of L.A. and sports, and obviously it's more of a hatred than anything, oh, except for the last few years, but I think of the Lakers. I mean, yep. I think of basketball. I think of White Men Can't Jump the movie out in L.A. <laughs> I mean, I just think of like that as like basketball. Like That's what I think of as far as, for me, just because I'm a basketball fan. And it's more of a hatred, not towards L.A. and anything, just... Pistons fan hating the Lakers. Right. You know, uh, just a reminder to the listeners that the Pistons defeated the Lakers in 04. 04. Yeah. Yes. Ended Shaq's career. I bring that up quite often. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good thing to have. <laughs> you know, hated Shaq and Kobe. Like, Shaq was like one of my favorite players because he was breaking backboards. Shaq, he was, yeah, he was like he's fun. Good. He went to LA and I even started hating Shaq. Like, I, oh. I never liked Kobe until, like, I mean, I appreciated him. And then until, like, obviously, what happened, you know, yeah. last, you know, this year. January. R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah. But you don't respect like how great and how much everybody. It's that. It's like a. It's as. It's as close as you can get. Not just basketball or anything, but just like persona. It's like a Michael Jordan, like a fairy tale, like a like a figure, like a myth, like like you know what I mean. Like you got the Jordan stories and you see him like, and I can't wait for that documentary to come out about the, like to watch Kobe's like. Yeah. You know, there's videos of you know Kobe had had everything videotaped. His funeral alone, all the stories that we heard. Just that's what I mean. That, like you, you know, know that that's the kind of stuff like you want to hear and like the things like like you know you get you watch the doc and yeah. Jordan was an asshole and teammates probably hated him and he was a jerk but like he still took time out to like 
change that kid's life and do that little stuff for people that looked up to like to the people that he was like Jordan maybe to his peers he was like fuck you guys but to like everybody else that looked up he was like a yeah a a great person the same as Kobe they were going to the girls basketball game that's what I mean like you know and he, I, Kobe, even more than Jordan, because Kobe was like a dad figure. Like I'm sure Jordan's got kids, but like you never pictured Jordan. I don't even know. I mean, I would assume he has kids. I don't know either. I don't know. And I'm saying, but like you, you don't picture Jordan as a dad figure. He's like the gambler, badass, like just winning, at, like kind of like a cutthroat like, businessman. Too, like in my mind, like my family wasn't letting me win, so I had to get rid of him. <laughs> like that's what you think of, and and Kobe wanted to win at anything, but you. Like you picture Kobe, maybe more now that we're talking and it's whatever six eight months past his death, and you that's all you've seen is those last retired, things. But you were out retired. there. But I'm saying like he was more of like a dad fatherly figure towards the end because of all the girls and like that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, was it like um I know you see like you know you watch the media and you watch them all the tributes and all that kind of shit, and they make it look like it was the whole thing. But it wasn't like I, I know it was a big deal. I don't want to say like was it a big deal, but like did everything like shut down like the meet like I mean was it like not like I know business goes on and people still go to work but i mean like as far as like a like like if it, like let's say your family and grandpa dies and you're at the like that dreary feeling like you know you get that the family all has that little dreary, you know like the first couple holidays aren't the same there's that dreary like was the whole town kind of like that because like Co- like kobe's like magic kareem kobe i mean kobe's you know he's like a legend out there yeah he's i mean obviously legend anywhere but i mean people like even that grow up we're like the jordan era so I would say the young, like my brother maybe is still kind of end of Jordan because but I think he's a Kobe era but he's a Jordan guy because he grew up with me as a bigger brother kind of thing. Gotcha. So you know what I mean like the Kobe era like there is no like Jordan or LeBron it's just Kobe like Kobe's the man always has been. I used to just try to argue with people just because you because <laughs> you could get a Kobe fan so turned up in a bar in a sports game you know what I mean you get him so turned up by just saying LeBron's better and I just talked myself into like being a LeBron fan just because you could get everybody else so turned up by being on LeBron's side and it just kind of came like a fun game to like like defend LeBron <laughs> as being the greatest basketball player because I, I, Jordan's the greatest basketball player I just hated Jordan because I hated him I hated him because primarily. they changed the rules of basketball which is fine for Jordan to win which is fine but admit it yeah. and then the Pistons that I mean that goes down with your legacy if you're a Detroit Pistons and you and a Michigan fan but their legacy in LA isn't Jordan like they changed the rules the Jordan rules for that they don't give a shit about no. that and they made it seem in that doc like Jordan went to work out for a whole season and he got big and tougher and beat the Pistons no they called way more fouls the next year and Jordan got 15 points on the line every year. <laughs> not to say Jordan wasn't the greatest player because I will I witnessed it I say it I know it I believe it, but I hate. It. I rooted and against. Now it's on record. I rooted against, but I rooted against Jordan every single day of my life. There was never a day where I didn't want Jordan to lose. Right, same with Kobe. That's what I was getting at. With, I was getting with the same thing with Kobe. Rack. Like I always wanted Kobe to lose until like the retrospective. Not that I was like a like like I want Kobe to die, but like like I just didn't like Kobe. Never wanted him to win. Didn't like. I thought he was a jerk. I didn't think it was a competitor. Like I didn't think about like that. The same thing as Jordan. I thought he was a jerk until you look back at this thing now. Like retrospect kind of deal. Like now Kobe's gone. It's like damn. He just just wanted to win, man. He yeah, just wanted to make people the best possible you could around them and that's just like i guess we were talking about how the city felt we just kind of rambling i guess my mushrooms are kicking in a little bit (laughs) (laughs) no that's dude you're you're more of a hoop head than i am so i appreciate the rant but so it's like so that gives me like a little more feedback about how you felt about all of it i guess the question was like was it looming and Um, it was like a sad and like is he like i know he's like great out there is it just like kids is it adults i mean is it everybody is is he greatness because of basketball or is it greatness because he's doing so many other things out there so being growing up a pistons fan and still like i would call myself a pistons fan but you know not being as deep into basketball as you are 
I, I knew of Kobe, obviously, from the rivalries back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who doesn't know about Kobe? And right. I knew, like you said, he's one of the greatest of all time, hands down. And I always respected him as a basketball player, and I always thought, you know, he was a fine guy, but I'm not a Laker fan, period, at all. I wanted Zero. to see him get fouled as many so, times as possible. Yeah, I didn't give a shit how their team did or how he did. So, like, you know, I just had, like, sports-wise, those feelings, personal-wise, not a whole lot. But since he's retired, and even when he was playing, but, like, I've only lived there seven years, and plus he's only was retired, I think, four years, yeah, maybe. Couple, something. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been too long. So, uh, you know, he started, when he didn't have those responsibilities, this is just my opinion, like I said, I'm kind of like an outside person, basketball-wise. Sure. But in the community, he's huge. As far as you pay attention, though, huge. you see what goes on, right? To the point where, in talking again about how it's just a big, small town out there, and, you, you know, people, every, there's still groups of people who know everybody. I don't want to name any names because it's very sensitive, oh, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have a friend who was a personal friend of one of the people on that helicopter. Oh, wow. Not, not Kobe. Sure, sure, um, sure. But he was devastated obviously obviously and you know i he tells us this as a co-worker of mine and he tells us this at work and just like wow man i'm so sorry dude like then it really hits home this isn't just a mega superstar that crashed like you know these are people like that it, part of the community it took a few like, days for the like the media to realize hey there was like seven other people on here let's yeah. talk about them like then they started giving the respect to that but at first i could see like you all, all you say is kobe like you can see how you're mad like wait a minute everybody died like yes yeah. kobe is the most famous person but like when it comes down to it no life is still greater than no other life yeah. unless you're just a, i mean i don't think that i'm sure you probably don't think that either but like but did i would yeah. i if you would have asked me a year ago if if Kobe Bryant passed away, would I get emotional about it? I'd say probably not. Exactly. But when it happened, Good it was yeah. huge, man. Like to the point where I remember, like it's one of those things that pe- every single person, I shouldn't say every single, but most people know exactly where they were when they found out when Kobe Bryant died. Yeah, same thing. I, I, I know the exact moment. It was yeah. on a crawler. I was watching TV and I was watching ESPN. I was watching bowling on a Saturday morning, believe it or not. Just randomly. And it came across on the ticker. And I was like, did I read that right? Holy shit. And I jump up and get on the computer and just start Googling and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, wow. And nobody still thought it was real. Like, was he really on that? Well, you don't know nowadays. Someone just like, makes up some crazy yeah, story. Yeah, it could have just yeah, been some yeah. shit, you know. And we're going to hear from Kobe in four hours. Like, well, or just like Kobe's like, no, I don't know what this yeah, is. I don't know some what dude this is, some bullshit, obviously yeah. hates me and wants me to die or yeah. something, you know. But and so like that was, I believe it was a Saturday when he passed. Maybe it was Sunday. It was a weekend though. And uh, no. go to work and everybody's talking about it. It's you know, phones ringing, texts are going, all this the whole weekend, and then it lasted for weeks. So that's, I mean, we'll go from the like. Obviously, that's not like a fun thing to talk about. I, what I do want to know is since you have been out in LA and there's obviously just so many famous people that are famous to so many different people for different reasons. Like the famous person, Hollywood I want, I want like a, <laughs> I want an interaction or maybe, maybe you got big time I by a star know. and he like stole your espresso and like, this is mine. I'm fucking whoever, man, you ain't shit. You know, like, I don't know. Or a good story where someone was cool that you didn't think, or Dude, you got to have, I mean, I you got to have some stuff. Let's end this on some Cali Mike fucking superstar Cali dream story. This might be like a five minute story or so, but let me just take you through. So I had just moved to LA. Anthony Bean, who I mentioned uh, to you before, was like my, you know, he's from Michigan. He'd be like first person I hung out there, took me into it, you know, with him along and stuff. And uh, I was living in 
Here's another LA thing. I was living in a guest house behind a mansion um, <laughs> because I got it on Airbnb and she only charged me $800 to stay back there. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. So I lived there for two months. Nice. And uh, I had had a long ass week at work. It was Saturday night and I was like, I don't, man, I don't want to go out. And Anthony texts me. He's like, dude. All right, you ever seen the movie Swingers before? Oh, yeah. yeah All right, yeah. you know the Dresden Room where Marty and Elaine Okay, yeah, 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 okay. I didn't know uh, the name, but yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Dresden Room, for those of you listening, it's oh, a that's... Hollywood bar, and, and, and uh, they're famous. Marty and Elaine are the house musicians. They've been there for, I think, like 20 years. No, more than that. It must be like 30 years, because Swingers was in the late 90s. So, they're the actual house musicians. Yes, Like, yes. not just I the movie. I think it's like five days a week. No, not just for Not the just for the movie, but they're the actual... Yeah. Oh, sweet. And, awesome. and like people like real life real of life. that caliber hang out there, awesome. and of that caliber meeting the guys like in swingers, the celebrities. Right. Like, so a lot of people right. go. Oh, it's Hollywood, so you see them pretty common. Like I could tell you twenty different stories, but right. Anthony, I I, I respond to Anthony. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm just not feeling it tonight, man. Go on without me. He's like, dude, Seth MacFarlane is here. He's sitting right across the room from me, and I have a seat literally right in front of Marty. You have the very front seat in the bar. Just get out here. Like, and I texted him back. I said, fuck you, dude. <laughs> he, thought he, not he thought he was trying to just <laughs> get you to come out or something. <laughs> I totally thought he was just tricking me. Just trying he, to, like, he wouldn't do that shit. Sure. And uh, I love all all of the stuff that Seth MacFarlane right. does. I'm the biggest family guy fan on the planet. And I was, so he knew how to he get knew me. That That's he... why I knew I thought he was tricking sure. me. So I'm like, all right, dude. I'm going to come out there. If he's not fucking there, I'm going to be pissed. We got problems. Yeah. And he's like, I promise you, he's right here. <laughs> And uh, nowadays, he probably would have just got his phone out and taken a picture. Sure, but it sure. wasn't. Plus, you don't do that in LA. Like, you just don't, you know. Yeah, you're not you just. You treat them like normal people. Sure. Right? It's probably the best way to get about him. Yep. Because they just want to hang out and have a beer. They don't That's all he beer. was doing, was hanging out, like, with his manager or something. Sure. I didn't know who it was. But anyway, I walk in the room, and sure enough, I've got a seat right in front of Marty, best seat in the house. And Seth MacFarlane's a table over, hanging out in a booth, drinking, like, kind of, some kind of whiskey drink. And I was like, oh shit, Seth MacFarlane's here, all right. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to this girl. Like, I just met her that night. She was kind of hanging around in our group, and she was going outside for a cigarette, and Seth had gone out there. And I was like, all right, I'll go with you. So I'm hanging outside with her, smoking a cigarette, and Seth's chilling there. And I was like, should I talk to him? And she's like, no, nah, I probably wouldn't. Do I was like, all right, I won't. And I got scared. Because it is Hollywood. You know, they don't want a fanboy out at the bar. With you don't want to seem like a little geeky kid. Exactly. He's like, eh. yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to be bothered. So <laughs> we go back in. Now, Marty had run out of requested songs, so he asked me, hey, do you got anything you want to hear? And I was like, uh, one of my favorite songs of all time is uh, Frank Sinatra, Under My Skin, right? And I know they can do Frank. They do Frank all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, play uh, Under My Skin. He's like, all right, you got it. He's like, I'm not going to play it right now because I think I need to wait for a little bit for that one for whatever reason. So anyway, so I'm just chilling. Night goes on, whatever. I tried to buy, send Seth a drink, but the, the server was like, dude, there's... Everybody's, everybody's trying to do that. Trying to send him a drink. So, uh, I was like, that's fine, whatever. So uh, I go to the bathroom, and I come back from the bathroom, and who's standing right in fucking in front of my chair talking to Marty, so I can't even get to my chair. He's literally in my way. So I, I'm not going to tell him to move, so I'm just like, oh, I'll just stand here next to Seth for a little while, and maybe I'll get to talk to him. <laughs> And, uh, but after like, they're talking and talking and finally I was like, yeah, you mind if I squeeze by? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Sorry, man. And I was like, are you going to sing a song for us tonight? And he's like, yeah, yeah, about to. We're, we're talking about it right now. I was like, all right, I'm looking forward to it, man. So I sit down 
the reason they were talking so long is that Seth did two Frank Sinatra songs. He did one song, I don't recall the name of it, but I did take some video on my old crappy cell phone that I have somewhere. But it was a change in tempo, so he's trying to teach Marty how to get the tempo. They were right. going over it. Yeah, they were like doubled the tempo because it was a slow song, but he wanted to make it a fast. Yeah, obviously, song. he don't want to look like an idiot because he's famous. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and Seth's a great singer. If you've never sure. heard him, sing. no, I mean he's, he's, he's a crooner man. He's a voice guy, so I'm sure he can do anything with yeah, his voice that he wants. Exactly. To. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm just rocking out and like living life, and uh, like here's Seth McFarlane playing from here to maybe that coffee cup away. That's pretty sweet. So I'm just rocking out. So he finishes the song. And why didn't Marty play Under My Skin earlier? Because Seth wanted to sing it. So Seth starts singing Under My Skin. And I was like, Damn. I looked at Anthony because he heard me request the song. Sure. I was like, that's why he didn't fucking play it right away. And sure enough, he fucking sang awesome. my request, dude. So yeah, uh, Seth McFarlane sang my request with Marty and Elaine at the dressing room. Dude, that was like... It was I, dope. I gave him a high five on the way oh, out. Oh, really? Dude. Like, nice. great job, dude. That's fucking... Well, everybody was. Well, but, I'm yeah. sure, but like, yeah. <laughs> But that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, it's great. So they were talking, and I wonder if I wonder if the other dude was like, "Yeah, that guy requested um, under my skin. You can play that one." He's like, "Oh, I love that song. I sing that one." Oh, I wonder if maybe that happened. Yeah, like, this guy requested Frank Sinatra. Not that they were like talking about you, but like, "Hey, yeah. somebody requested Frank Sinatra. I just got can you do that one? for that. You want to do that? Yeah, one? Yeah, you know what I mean." <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure like random encounters, like you see people all the time. Like, I think that's. I think that's. I think that. I mean, I'm sure eventually you probably just stop looking. Yeah. Like, eventually, you just, like, don't really care unless you have an encounter like well, that where it's, like, someone you're into or someone that you're, like, looking there's, for. There's a, there was a time, I'll throw out some more names, uh, you don't get asked to name drop very much when you're in Los Angeles. We're in Hemlock, Michigan, so <laughs> we're, we need all the action we can get. It's going to be a long winter, Mike. We got to get material. But working in, in TV, my office, back when we had one, uh, I could look straight into our boardroom, right? And uh, that's where we had, if you were, a, like, we had three three rooms, but if you were a big celebrity, we put you in that room because it was the nicest one, has a beautiful view, you can see the ocean from it, it's great. My dad's a huge Trekkie, I grew up watching uh, Star Trek with him, all the all the versions, but who's in there taking a meeting one day, William Shatner. Oh, no shit, that'd be fucking awesome. So no that matter, one I was no matter like, if you're a fan or not, you yeah, know who the fuck William Shatner is. Legend. So I was yeah. like, I gotta take a picture, like, I'm in my office. Like, total breaking the rules. Gotta like, get this I gotta to get dad. this picture, yeah. though, yeah. So I said, I was like, look who's in my office right now. He's like, is that Shatner? I'm like, yep. Uh, I didn't get to talk to him. But then there was another. So that's the time where, like, you're starstruck. We did a show with Joey McIntyre. He came in. <laughs> it's called Return, to the, Return of the Mac. Uh, <laughs> all the girls fangirled out and took pictures. That's oh, one yeah. where they broke the rules, and they were just like, fuck it. Like, we gotta take your new kids on the block, dude. We gotta take pictures yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. We did. You're uh, not going to stop a girl from getting a picture with a kid from New Kidon. Right. I worked at the Grammy Museum for a while. My boss is a, she, she was, is a giant metalhead. I was a giant metalhead. Being in accounting at the time, like we didn't get invited to the PR events. Right. You know, we're just sitting in, like, stay in, stay in your office and hammer out Excel spreadsheets. You know, that's all, <laughs> that's what they tell us to do. Just work on the computer. We're not allowed to socialize with those people. I don't remember my boss's name. Not important. Anyway, she lets me go. We both were allowed to go to this particular event uh -huh. because we're metalheads. But it was all work. There they was knew no, that you no loved fans. it. So, right. Yeah. And they're like, hey, just sit, just watch. You don't have to do anything. So, you know, it's press. Just press and musicians. And it was for uh, a heavy metal awards show. I don't recall. Golden Gods huh. Awards. That's pretty cool. And it had, uh, oh God, who's the wrestler that's, uh, is it Jericho? Yeah, Chris Jericho. Jericho was there. He's got the band. Oh, dude, yeah. he was hardcore. And they, they were all fucking cool as hell. And like, Alice Cooper was there. Oh, that'd be a good one. Uh, Vinnie Paul was there. Damn. Uh, 
Oh God! I so that was go just back. old school rocker. Monkey, so who all did I meet just organically, just talking to him that day? I met Monkey, said what's up to him. Saw Vinnie Paul. I posted a picture of meeting Vinny on Instagram. He, he he was not wanting to talk to me. There was probably more ready to talk because it was wasn't just a bunch of fans. Everybody was supposedly like working. I had my tag on. I was on the clock. You know, sure. I was part of this event technically. Sure. So they nice. kind of had to be nice to me. Right. That's cool though. I but a chance uh, to rub elbows. Alice was just like getting bombarded oh. by press. They're all over him. So I grabbed uh, Marcy. Marcy Booth, I think was her name. I think she might still be there, but she was like the talent person, right? right? So if you want to talk to him, she's the person to talk to. And I was like, Marcy, you think I'd be able to get a picture with Alice? And she was like, let me ask him. She walks right, and they know each other. Sure. So he's like, yeah, come on over. Awesome. And he's Alice, leather all up and down, had the leather gloves on, all of that. Uh, I got to find that picture and post it. That's nice. But I was like, dude, I'm from Michigan, man. And like, we had a conversation because he's oh, from Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was like, dude, that's awesome, man. You want to pick? Yeah, dude. Cool, man. Shook my hand. Nice to meet you, bro. And like, that was it. We got the boys coming. We're going to play some ping pong. Yes, sir. And we're going to get into having some fun and listen to some tunes, I guess. But Let's rock it. before we go, I don't know if you've caught some of them. If I give a, a shot every if, show? Well, at the end of the show, I usually give a little shot. Um, I let Douglas make one. My daughter missed them. Douglas missed four. <laughs> That's been my only really guess in here. So you're actually like the third, I guess, guess my daughter. What about Flo and Keith? They were I didn't have the rim. Okay. And then we, we, we zoomed it. We were zooming. Oh, okay. I wanted to get my zoom going. That's why we did that one to see if someone I talked to other people on to make sure it worked. Okay. But anyway, the ball is not good. It's not onion bag shootout status ball. <laughs> if you remember that. Good callback. Yeah. It bounces good. too hard. And I, I'm only, I've only made like three. And I've had like, well, I've done them on probably 20 of my episodes, but I've only made about three. Um, sometimes I exaggerate like I pretend I make it. So we can edit a make or we can make fun of you. <laughs> I can pretend I block you or if you can make it, but. Do I shoot this from is here it. or back If you want to say peace out or whatever you got to say, you just let it fly from right there, man. <laughs> give her an old chuck and pray for Co- give it a little Kobe action. All right. Well. I'll try to make it for Kobe, <laughs> since we were talking about it. Since him, we're going to LA. This is a Black Mamba. This is LA show today. So, uh, thanks for having me, brother. And let's uh, do this again sometime. I got to I gotta do it. It's always Exactly Kobe always style. Fun, bro. So, yep. uh, Kobe! Kobe! Oh! <laughs> He's got the best percentage in the Hideaway Studios. He's one for one. Yeah. He's Mike Seatown. He's Kelly Mike. He's Mike. He's whoever you want to talk about it. You can see on the screen that we just erupted in joy. I can't wait to hear that back tomorrow. Bro, it's fun. I can't wait to do it again. I'm glad you're around. I'm glad we got to chill. I'm glad you called the hotline, and I'm glad it was Absolutely, brother. something Good other stuff. than just random pornos sent to me. <laughs> not in a good way, people. I'm not getting fans like that. It's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I love it, man. Peace Thank out, you. man. That's the hypest it's ever been in here, and I got nothing to add to that. You can find the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast on podbean.com, Apple, and Spotify. If you want to chill with Mr. J, or if you have shit to talk, or if you have a question to ask, or if you just want to say anything, you can call the Chillin' with Mr. J voicemail hotline at 989-372-6169. Hit the outro. <coughs> This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Peace out.